When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined in the year by the two usuals, Donny and Tom. How are you, Donny? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Tom? Nice to have you back. I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Okay, this is a different podcast than usual. We're not going to get details of games, details of, of uh, ranks, that because everybody wants to talk about double game week, triple game week, so... We're just going to quickly look a couple of things and we're going to stop right in. Tom's got a bit of detail on players and form. And then we're going to questions and hopefully this should set you up nicely for triple game week and double game weeks that are coming up along the road. So first of all, the Fantasy Football Royal Rugby Rumble, the first set of group stage is over. So there's 21 managers left, I believe. And Tom is flying the flag for the pod. So what we will do is, I want the game week to finish, the pot, sorry, the cup to finish in game week 30. So I know they post out three managers out per every second week. It's actually going to be four. I will update this on Twitter as well. So by game week 30 will be a winner. I will also put these details up. So that sits nicely for the half-hour Facts Podcast Cup finish into the season. Otherwise, it would kind of be very close and I didn't want to go down that road. Also, you may have noticed I have post a couple of fantasy leagues going on right now because there's two international tournaments starting very, very soon. The AFCON Fantasy podcast, Afghan Fantasy Cup, and the Asian Cup starts this week, very week actually. So I have put two leagues up for our uh, podcast. As you feel joined if you want to join, it's a bit of fun when you miss the football. It's up to you. The Afcon Cup is very like FPL. You set forget our captain. It's week to week. The Asian Cup is kind of like the Champions League fantasy podcast rules. You can roll your manager, so it depends. And plus, there's also quite a lot of players that people will know. In Asian Cup, especially for the Scottish game, because there's about seven or eight players there. Australia has got Hearts, Hibs, on South Korea, Japan, Celtic, Celtic players as well. So, anyway, I digress. We'll go to where we are. Festive period's finished. Three or four games in the past. Where we landed, where we sitting in overall rank. Tom? Oh. I'll go to Donnie first. Donnie, where are you the rank? <laughs> well, I've had a roller coaster festive period. Um, the last time we spoke, I was 137th. 
Uh, I dipped to a low of 3.49 and I'm finished on a global rank of 2.36. Some of those postponements just killed me altogether. I just didn't, didn't do well at all. So I had a green arrow the last game week, so hopefully I'm heading back in the right direction. But uh, yeah, it was, it was not, not that good for a while. I myself had a couple of bad dodgy weeks, but that's two green arrows of trot and I'm back up to 66 in the world, so I'm happy with that. Tom, rank? Uh, I'm 84th. Right, so oh, um, good. Oh, quite really good ranked, and it's only halfway through the season, so not to complain. So, as I meant, pre mentioned, triple game week coming up, followed by double game week, and then another one I don't know, a couple weeks later after that. But Tom's got some stats for us, so Tom, will you go ahead? Yeah, I thought we could just work through the league table from bottom to top and uh, discuss each team and if there's any players that we're looking at going forward. A lot of people will be on wild cards, so they'll be what, sort of considering players from potentially every team in the league. So um, just looking at recent form from the team and any sort of standout players. So I'll start on the bottom. Uh, coming in at number 12 is Livingston. In the last six game weeks, they've had three goals and two clean sheets. So looking at Livingston, I was initially quite dismissive. Their, their form's poor. Um, there's not really any standout players. Uh, of the three goals out of the last six games, they're, they're kind of spread amongst the team. However, when you start sort of fiddling about trying to get a wild card draft, you realise that um, you're maybe struggling for some cheap assets, and then all of a sudden the double game week against Dundee and Ross County starts to look a bit more appealing. So, from what I could uh, get out of the, the Livingston squad was uh, Penrice, the defender, at two point six million. They recently had an assist, and there's clean sheet potential in that double. Uh, and another one to note of. Um, Kelly's no longer on penalties. It seems to be Shinny, so he could probably be a cheap enabler as well. But I wouldn't be expecting too much from these players. But if you're trying to get a squad of 15 for a bench boost, then you might have to resort to the, the, the bargain basement. Um, but I'll come to you first, Peter. Are you considering any players from Livingston? Are you wildcarding? Well, I'll just start. I'm not wildcarding, so... But if it was wildcarding... I think Penrice would be one that was a red. <clears throat> I've talked to him a few times. I think me and Don had at one point this season as well. He was kind of attacking fullback, but the form dip. If it's for budgetary, you try to get 15 players playing. As you mentioned, kind of slightly get better defensively, Tom. I, I think that's not a bad shout if you try to kind of squeeze your budget. Playing two games, two games, you get them a good chance of maybe having a clean sheet one in. But yeah, Penrice, apart, or any other the back line, but apart from that, midfield, no. Kelly's, I believe, still injured. Hopefully, part of my plan. And up front, they're quite lacking. So, that would be it for me. Yep. Donnie, are you wildcarding? And uh, any Livingston players? I wasn't going to wildcard. And then when the new round of fixtures got announced, I think I see it as my only way out. I think what helps is game week 23 marries up well <coughs> with game week 26. It's the same teams double trebling in, in both of those. So, if you wildcard for 23... You should be well set for 26. So for me, I think I have to wild card um, just to get my team in order. But Penrice is the player that I have had. So he's in my team at the moment. When doing all my reviews, I've not really considered any Livingston players. They doubled Dundee Ross County, but then they go on to Rangers. So they're going to bring in a defender just to have a, a Rangers match in there as well. It's not for me. I have done it within my budget, um, but I had sacrificed like the second keeper. Uh, I just thought, no, I'll, I'll just keep the funds there. So if I move to Olivia Defender, then I might be able to get a second goalkeeper in. But these are things I'll I'll manage about 
um, before the deadline, but I wouldn't immediately go to Livingston. They're bottom for a reason. Yep. <clears throat> um, Penn Rice is in my current draft, so we'll switch on to uh, the next team then. Um, coming in at number 11 is Ross County. They have six goals in the last six games and two clean sheets. Um, it feels like the, the league position is a little bit unjust as the, they've had a decent, or you feel like you've had, they've had a decent um, first half of the season, but they also have had three games postponed, which means three double game weeks, um, which is great news until we actually dive in a bit deeper. Uh, double game week number one, Selleck's one of the opponents, so you can perhaps write that off as a single clean sheet. Uh, sorry, a single game week. Um, but even then, Selleck are conceding, so perhaps there could be a goal there somewhere. Uh, the second double game week that Ross County have, Rangers is, is one of the opponents. So again, it's looking more like a single game week. Uh, and then the third double game week they have is against Hearts and Hibs. So a couple of tricky opponents there. Um, out of the six goals that Ross County have scored, um, James Brown has assisted two of them. And also, as mentioned, he's had two clean sheets as well. He has a cheap, cheap enabler. Um, unfortunately, he won't, he won't be in my team for the, the double. But given how decent an asset he has been so far this season, I could potentially see me bringing him back in. Um, but I'll come to you first this time, Donnie. What's your thoughts on Ross County and the double? I think if you use reverse logic for, for Ross County, I mean, okay, they play Celtic and uh, Rangers in that spell. If you look to like some laid law and goals, where Peter's had quite a lot of success, okay, they might not keep a clean sheet, but they're certainly going to have shots against them and, and saves coming into play. Uh, budget as well, keep, keeper like Laidlaw is going to be pretty cheap. Um, so that's what I'm thinking there. I've had, and I think we've all probably had Brown over the course of the season and he's chipped in pretty well. Um, so for me, I don't have too much of an issue there. Uh, Danda, I've slated Danda enough um, on this podcast. He doesn't really do it for me, but again, with budget and you know, trying to maximise the, the game weeks, he is possibly a player um, that could do well for Ross County. I say that, but he is um highlight of some transfer speculation. I think Hearts have been linked with him. So again, mm-hmm. just wait till you get as close to the deadline as possible and, and then decide because a danda for Ross County um, versus a danda for Hearts are two different prospects. You know, they might struggle to break into that Hearts team initially. Um so just wait and see how that one pans out. But I don't mind that they've got Celtic and Rangers. Um, if you're going at the the goalie position, if you're going for defence, then yeah, you're just going to have to take a hit um, and and write those two off. But it's it's a team that gives you good budget um, and has you know rewarded quite well in the defensive area. So I don't I don't mind them overall. Yeah, I think Danda has actually started to contribute. He's had two goals, uh, two of those goals that he's had were in the last six game weeks. So yeah. People were mentioning before and he had no attacking returns whatsoever, but he is now assured of um, some returns. But um, I don't even know if he's assured of starts, to be honest. But yeah, potentially going to Hearts, but they could get him on a pre-contract from what I can see. Peter, what's, what's your thoughts on Ross County? Funny that, Dan, the starts playing, he's out of contract to footballs. Laidlaw and Brown I've had for a lot of this season. I haven't got them right now, mind you, but the late law shoot Donnie mentioned is he's very consistent. The points, even with goals, because he did his save points, bonus points, been pretty good. Brown, I've kept in my team. This is part of why I'm not uh, going to wild card because I'll talk about this later. We'll talk about uh, chip strategy, but 
he's decent. Returns, you say, Tom, if they do get a clean sheet, normally he's good for a bonus point. Him and Pen Rice are good cheap enablers, I suppose, with a double if you want other players in. Danda, like Donny mentioned as well, if you're looking to kind of try to stretch budget for a bench boost, I get it. Yep, he could be there and thereabouts. Nothing really else in that team fills me with confidence. Uh, I always go back, I think we joked about it last time, Donny. As soon as, uh, what's the manager's name again? Derek? Derek, Derek Adams. Adams. Yeah. As soon as they got slaughtered the league and the players, they seem to have done tools since then and have not done pretty well. So their forms have been great, even though started well. But again, this is a year trying to get a bench boost built or a team built and you're obviously got a budget that's tight, you want other players in. So you're going to have to have won a couple of these players in your team. So, yep, they're all quite acceptable to bring in. Yep. On to the uh, position number 10 then. We've got St. Johnston. Um, they have four goals in the last six game weeks. Uh and three clean sheets in the last six games as well. There's no consistent scorers, um, but they do have some recent defensive form. They also offer, offer cheap enablers on the wild card as well. Uh, the double game week is uh, Aberdeen away and Motherwell at home. Motherwell's in decent attack and form. Not the same can be said about Aberdeen, but you could argue there's some clean sheet potential there looking at the team, there's Liam Gordon, the cheap defender at 2.9 million, and uh, Mitov, the goalkeeper, at 2.8. Also um, could potentially be an option there, maybe even as your second keeper. Um, they do also have a second uh, double game week, which consists of Dundee and Rangers in game week 26. So not that appealing there either. But options nonetheless. Would you reckon, Peter, if you're well carding, would you be going St. Johnston? I like the fact it was short and sweet. Tom, it tells all you need to know. If there's, <laughs> yeah. if, if their form has improved in the critical league, they do look tighter defensively. But Mitov is one that's brought to mind, but with Mitov, you've got Laidlaw, with Laidlaw, you've got other goalkeepers. So I think there could be a team if you get the right players, you could you could do well in this double game week. But for me, I've not got any St. Johnson players. I am not well carding. And I'm no intention bringing any other players to close in right now. So for me, it's a pass. But I don't disagree why I go for a defender or one of the cheaper midfielders on Abel's playing. It's just if the minutes are guaranteed. I noticed we made a couple of signings, I think, as well. They said there's really centre back today or yesterday. I'm assuming these kind of teams buy these players, these guys are going to get near enough guaranteed game time. So it's one to watch going forward as well. Yeah. What about you, Donny? Any St. Johnston players in your draft? No, it's, it's that team I'm going to consider, I think, because the likes of Aberdeen, Dundee and, and Ross County have extra games in hand. That's going to tip the scales um, in their favour. Defence would be the only place I would go, uh, and that was just if you were on a budget and it was the only ones you could afford. So for me, St Johnson's, I know. Yep. Um, coming at number nine then, we've got Motherwell, uh, who have five goals in the last six games and one clean sheet. They are on a purple patch for attack and form just now. Um, Bear and Beareth are two names which keep propping up, cop, popping up each game week. Um, and Spittle seems to be taking a, more of a back seat. Um, of the five goals just mentioned, um, Bear is responsible for three goals and two assists. Beareth, one goal and three assists. And Spittle, uh, only one goal and one assist. Uh, they don't have a double game week. Um, they'll be facing St. Johnston. Um, but they do have... Uh, a double in 26, where they face Aberdeen and Hearts. Um, the two strikers are players to keep an eye on, and that one clean sheet in last six 
means for me the defence is a as a write off. Um, I'll come to you first this time, Donny. Any Motherwell players? Are you going to plan ahead for that? No, I think trouble? they've actually got good fixtures. Johnston, Kilmarnock, Ross County, but because they're up against the double and the triple, it's going to get overlooked until their form drastically improves. Um, it's a wait and see. If they're any better, come Aberdeen Hearts, and even Aberdeen Hearts isn't great on paper. But I think just due to the level of fixtures that we've got and the teams that are playing multiple times, you have to overlook Motherwell. I just don't think there's any standouts there um, for me. Um, number eight, then. Um, uh, Aberdeen. Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie was so dismissive, I thought we'd just pass over that. Well, I actually own Beeriff, and I've actually quite enjoyed Beeriff's returns the last few weeks. Yes. But as Donnie mentioned, it's the fixtures versus form thing. And for example, if you've not got a Mioski or a Baka Yako and they're playing three games, do they outscore Beeriff in one game, possibly? I'm a fixture head. I'm always going to do it. I like Beeriff. You go to the team, it will be my trans- one of my transfers out. But I've been watching with a very close eye if he continues his decent form and Theo Blair as well, they could come back in after doubles are done and dusted because they're still pretty cheap considering the other assets up front. But as you said, Tom, uh, at the back, they're not very good. And Spittle has came a game quite, not defensive-minded, but he's taken a kind of backseat because they two are playing more of the winger and the drop number, deep, big man, wee man kind of thing up top. And there's much better receivers than Spittle out there that can, like Armstrong, for example, even though he's not doubling either, but that's just a... So, uh, so very much as jumped to get in there and argue with Dory. Mother will know. <laughs> Right, we'll move on to Aberdeen then. Um, I was getting excited about the triple game week because it's not really something we get very often. Um, so Aberdeen will be facing St Johnston, Hearts and Dundee. Um, looking back at their last six game weeks, we've got seven goals and one clean sheet. Uh, no surprise, Miofsky's right at the top. Um, he's had four goals and one assist. McGrath, uh, two goals and one assist. Both those goals did come in the, the one game. And also um, Clarkson as well. Uh, one goal and one assist. Miofsky, obviously, the, the talisman there and perhaps could be vice-captain material for uh, this coming game week. Uh, McGrath is 4.8, so it can be kind of tricky to, to, to wedge him into your midfield um, with, with that kind of budget when you when you consider you're perhaps going to be having Celtic and Rangers midfielders as well. So Clarkson does offer a cheaper entry point at 3.9. Um, Devlin could also be considered as well for his assist potential and perhaps clean sheets if they can sort their defence out. Um, you'd imagine they'd maybe get a clean sheet against St Johnston and then they've got another two two opportunities to get additional clean sheets after that. Um, and obviously a fixture against Dundee who will be now missing Owen Beck, which may become as a concern. And also potentially they could be facing the Hearts um, that doesn't have Shanklin, depending on how the, fan, uh, the, the transfer window goes. Um, but that's something to keep a, a close eye on. Pierre, I'll come to you first this time. What do you reckon about Aberdeen? Well, this is why I'm not well card. I've already got to Aberdeen. I have got the Chris Devon double up, built towards us. Except, not expect a triple game week to happen. Just expect a couple of double game weeks. But obviously now it happened, it's fell. So as you can imagine, mother transfer will probably be Mayovsky. That'll be Seema, who's an African Nations Cup. Dumyovsky, easy sidestep there. Three, game, three games. Uh, the midfield options, you said. If I, if I could go back in time, I would probably like to have had one of the midfielders in instead. But I'm here now. I've got two defensive, and I've, I've 
and I like McGrath and Clarkson, but again, it's who you shift out from. McGrath's the one that's had a wee bit of form, I believe, recently. Maybe keep it up. I don't know. Clarkson, I remember from last season, was quite done quite well for me. Ticked over quite nicely at the end of this season. He's also a good young player. Can he hit the form again? We'll wait and see. But I think you can't go wrong. Everybody's going to talk about the Oscar. Questions on this later. And questions on Aberdeen assets later. So I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Tony? Yep. So I'm going to have to have a love-in for Aberdeen for the next couple of weeks. Well, hopefully their form uh, stays as good as it is. Uh, three wins in the last four games. So, you know, they lost the cup final, but they've sort of put it behind them. The only thing to watch for... Uh, is yeah they play, they've got this triple coming up but they then play back to back Celtic and Rangers mm-hmm. so if you have the treble you could potentially for two weeks have that treble on your bench so you're going to have to have a bit of flexibility in the rest of your team um, so just watch out for that I have in hindsight been running Aber- Aberdeen treble so I've been quite lucky uh, I have got Devlin Mioski and Connor Barron who got me eight points in the last game week uh, he's just that a cheap midfielder does your passing points I think he got an assist that game so um, not too bad he's out of contract I think Rangers are one of the clubs that have been linked to him um, certainly is, is a good prospect but Aberdeen they'll be heavily backed if they have clean sheets then there's going to be a lot of folk on Roos and Devlin and if they go crazy up front then the people on Mielski will will um, get good rewards but I have anticipated this I've got my three Aberdeen already um, so I won't need to make any changes there but the, the, they do seem to have turned form the fixtures are good then you've got those two um, Celtic Rangers games and then you double again so it's certainly a team that I've got a good run ahead of them um, and hopefully they, they show that yep up next then another team that has a triple game week Dundee coming at number 7 uh, they've had eight goals in the last six and one clean sheet. Uh, and their triple consists of Hearts, Livingston and Aberdeen. Uh, of those eight goals, Shaughnessy scored two, which isn't too bad for a centre-back. Uh, and he also provides some clean sheet potential there as well. Um, though, as mentioned, a bit of a concern how the team will operate without Beck, who's became a bit of a fantasy Scotland talisman for them uh, with his clean sheets and assists and goals. A uh, bit of an all-rounder there. Uh, back of Yoko is the most consistent striker for starts. Um, the most recent game, Tiffany partnered him up front um, whilst Rudden was an unused sub. The sort of second striker slot has kind of, there's been a lot of change there. So Bakayoko is probably the safest option if you're going to go for a striker. Uh, they also have Carson in goal, who um, is a decent choice for a second goalkeeper. Um, for that bench boost, he's only... 2.6 million, so nice and cheap there. And Dundee also have a further double game week in 26, which looks good. Um, it's against St. Johnston and County, uh, both fi- fixtures at home. They also have another double game week after that, which is a bit less appealing. It's Aberdeen and Rangers. So I'll come to you first this time, Donny. Are you going triple Dundee as well? I don't think I'll go triple. I think the double um, holds a certain amount of value. I do think Carson uh, and Laidlaw... Um, would set you up well um, for the for the doubles um, and also the treble. I think Shaughnessy, um, I've seen him in your team for the last few weeks and he's had a, a few big hauls. Um, so that's a good alternative to Beck. And Bakayoko is, is somebody we've discussed throughout the season, gets returns. You know, with the amount of games that he's got, 
you would expect him to to get something out of that. So they're having a good season. The results are hit and miss, I guess, from time to time. But with the amount of games that they've got, uh, same as Aberdeen, I think you have to invest uh, in, in a couple of assets. Um, I don't think I've got room for three at the moment, but um, I would certainly double um, Dundee. Peter? Yep, I'm going to create a match. I've created a lot of people a wildcard for the two keepers for a couple game weeks in the bench boost. That would be the make sense. Pretty cheap. Shawnee say you had Tom, that's the one I would go for. My only issue is, as you mentioned, both of you mentioned how they function without Beck, because he was quite a good attacking fullback and it let them kind of got one side of the pitch and they could kind of lopsided it, but they look good the other way. They've been pretty not consistent. They've been good this season for a team just out of the league. I didn't expect this from them. They've been pretty well. Mine not done well setting them up. For me, it's back at yeah, back at Yako up front for bringing in. You've got to play the fixtures, three games. He's pretty much nailed. This is going to combine bite main ass when he's benched one of the games, but he's pretty much nailed. He can score in any game, I believe, and that's one. I, I agree with Donnie. I wouldn't triple up. I think that's a bit of a stretch. We don't need tripling up. You'd be doing that to detriment somewhere else. But if you land lucky and you see double up defence and you get two clean sheets, then you've you've stolen much of the rest. But keeper, Sean is you didn't mention your, your man McGowan. Tom, you don't mention him in midfield. You like him normally, but you've kept that quiet about him and Bakayako up front. That's the ones. He, he doesn't have much form, but I'm, I'm sure I've got him in my draft, actually. Just to... There you go. Keep I, it quiet. <laughs> Hiding it for the listeners. Yeah, I do have him. He, he scored He scored a goal. That's really been his only contribution in the last six games. But So he's due? He's due. <laughs> I mean, I applied, I applied the same logic to um, Miofsky and uh, it worked. Yep. he's been flying ever since. So, you know, I've got the golden touch, perhaps. <laughs> um, Donnie, I, I'm... No, Donnie, Hibs yeah, no. next, uh, as we move over to the, the top half of the table. Um, so Hibs have had six goals in the last six games and two clean sheets. Uh, that double game week is a bit underwhelming. It's Rangers and Kilmarnock. Um, the double game week in game week 30 looks better, which is Livingston and Ross County. If you look at the kind of standout players then, Ellie Ewan um, sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, two goals and one assist. Boyle has shown some recent form. Um, he had one goal and uh, in one game he also managed to get two assists as well, but there's not really any sort of consistent players in that Hibs team. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of the goals are kind of spread them out amongst uh, different players. Um, I don't think I've got. Any, I, I don't have any Pibs players in my draft. Um, I probably would be considering Ewan if the the double was a bit more um, favourable. But that game against Rangers, you're kind of writing that off as a single game week. Um, but I think they definitely have to be a team to watch for game week thirty and perhaps building towards that one. Um, that's all I've really got on now. Donnie, have you got any Hibs in your, your wildcard? No, I always try and give Hibs the benefit of the doubt, but the form's just not there. They've won winning five. They've lost three of their last five. It's just not as good value as they have been in previous seasons. I mean, I gave Boyle enough time at the start of the season. He didn't give the returns. I think I've just lost patience with Hibs. They have good results, but so few and far between. They play Rangers and Kilmarnock. They've got Celtic a couple of game weeks after that. I just can't back them, uh, so it's a no for me. Peter? Well, Boyle's in the Asian Cup, so he's not there. 
Rocky is in the AFCON. He's not there. And I believe Josh Campbell's out for the best part he of the is, team. Yeah. I did see that. So that's three first team big players for them. To me, it's, it's a no for me. I did see the former Ewan looks good and is it Tavares looks great, but I think that's a lot to miss for a couple of game weeks. As you said, they've got Rangers a double. They still take shortly after it. Nah, not for me. Not unless I see what a, a good form coming for the players that's there, but I don't see much value and there's, there's other, other teams to consider. Nah, right off for Hibs then. Uh, coming at number five then, we've got St Mirren. Um, and St Mirren are one of three single game week teams. Uh, their fixture is against Rangers, so perhaps not looking at St Mirren um, in the immediate future. But they do have five goals in the last six games and three clean sheets, which so far is the, is the best and um, can't be bettered. Um, a younger scored two of the goals. Tanzer has assisted two of the goals. Um, five goals did come in two fixtures, so the, the form has been a little bit patchy. There's been lots of blanks recently. Um, and given St. Mirren have no doubles, I could see a lot of people coming off them. So, And if you're, if you're sticking with Tanzer, perhaps, then he might become a bit of a differential for you, but I don't know if the returns are going to be there. Um, so it's a no from me. But... Uh, I'll come to you first this time, Peter. What's your thoughts on St. Man? No, not this week. I watched the full game against Celtic at, at the New Year and I thought they looked really lacking. Celtic kind of steamed them quite easily, quite quickly. A young guy was suspended as well for trying to kick Joe Hart's molars out his head. <laughs> and uh, I, I just don't see him doing it against Rangers. There's so much more options there for doubles and treble players leading up. And you said there's no doubles on the horizon, so... Mm. I'd sold Tanzer for Devon from a week ago, but if I didn't, I'd have sold him this week. He'd be definitely going. It just, you've got to play a fixture sometimes, there's no chance. And if you always say, if you're playing just a Celtic, you're writing that game off. So why would you try to roll through one of these players in a double, triple game week? It'd just be, to me, it's just silly to do it. Mm-hmm. Donnie, any St. Mary? No, I can't. I can't add, add anything to that. They're, they're out of form. They don't have the fixtures. You're going to a wild card. You can't afford to have anything like that in your team. So it's just an avoid altogether. Yeah. Coming at number four, then we've got Kilmarnock. Um, doing well for goals. They've had eight goals in the last six games and two clean sheets. Uh, looking at the individual performers, Marley Watkins is top for goals with two. Uh, he also managed one assist as well. Armstrong, who's been fairly consistent this season. Uh, he contributed one goal and three assists. And Matty Kennedy, one goal and one assist. Uh, another team with no double game weeks. Um, I, I, I've got rid of Armstrong for my um, double game week slash triple game week draft, but he is one player I'd be likely to be looking to get back in just because of his consistency. Um, some games he's contributed nothing and still managed to get three bonus points. So um, definitely one. I'd be keeping a hold of, and if you've got that second wild card built burning a hole in your pocket, you might use that to kind of get some of these single game week players or players that you've maybe had to sacrifice back in uh, when you're redistributing your your funds. But other than that, I don't I don't have any Kilmarnock players in my draft. Um, what about you, Donny? You, you got any Kelly players in your wild card draft? No, but let's not forget that Armstrong goal was a, a penalty against Rangers. It should have been worth double, triple points. With that alone. Um, but no, I think they're almost the opposite of uh, St. Marin. They do have good fixtures. They do have good form. Armstrong is 
been, you know, certainly one of the players of the season, but he's just going to miss out because you can't really afford to have him in your team whilst there's other teams doubling and, and trebling. He's probably a player that you would want to get back in quite quickly because he seems fixture-proof, um, even if they've got, um, yeah, they play Celtic game week 26, which is another double game week. Um, so, you know, it certainly wouldn't hurt there. But I think just because of fixtures, it's a team you're going to have to just avoid for, for Tishnau, but not because they're not playing well, just because there's other teams playing more. So no, I think Kamarnock are having a good season. Mm-hmm. And Peter? I'm just going to bench Danny Armstrong. I'm no bench boost neither, so he's happy to sit there. I'm off top later, but I watched the Rangers game as well with Kamarnock, and I thought, again, Armstrong, it's losing the Celtic against Rangers, I think he's brilliant. Everyone goes through him. He's very dangerous. He doesn't look out of Touch. I'm actually surprised he's not been linked to a lot of bigger clubs in January. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised because whether I see him play, I think he looks brilliant. I think he looks talismanic. He's still quite young and I think he looks a brilliant player. I think he could play a step up. No offence to Kilmarnock, I think he could play for a bigger team than Kilmarnock. And I'll just bench him and use him pretty much a week. And he's, like I said before, I didn't miss out a few weeks, but he's a set and forget for the end of the season for me in the team. Yep. Um. Coming up to the top three then, we've got uh, Hearts coming in at third. Uh, they have had 10 goals in the last six games and three clean sheets. Uh, no surprise, seven out of those 10 goals came from Shankland. Um, Vargas has been featuring recently. Um, he had two goals and he is only 3.8 million. He perhaps could be an option if Shankland gets a, a transfer out. But uh, again, a situation that you just need to keep an eye on for now. Cochran, um, he's had two assists uh, and obviously has the clean sheet potential there as well. Forrest is a player that I've seen mentioned. Um, I don't really get it. He had, he's had two assists in the last six, um, but they both came in one game, so there's not really any sort of consistency there. And I think he's around about 4.2 million, so he's not cheap either. Um, Hearts do have a double game week. Um, they're playing Dundee and Aberdeen, uh, both at home. So um, I think given Hearts' form this season, I think I've got the I've got a triple up. Um, but closer to deadline, I will be keeping a very very close eye on the the Shanklin situation. And if there's a a sniff that he might be away, then then we're going to have to start sort of second guessing the the, the lineup and and the distribution of funds because I think he's up to seven point one million in the game now. So um, almost Kyogo esque. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll come to you first, Pierre. What, what is your situation with Hearts? Got Shanklin, got Cochrane. I'll keep both. Personally, I don't see Armies linked, and I think it's a Scottish press with Celtic Rangers. I don't see any of the clubs paying the money that Hearts are wanting for them. So I think the only thing would be maybe a Championship team, and that might come later in the window. So again, you mentioned just watch and see, but I think he's a no brainer. A lot of people talk about uh, vice captain. Leofsky during this uh, window, this sort of game week. I could see Shanklin outscoring him, no problem, but we'll talk about that when we get to later on the tips. But that's the ones. The keeper as well. They've lost a couple of players, one, two players to the Asian Cup as well, maybe. So that's what they watch at the back, maybe. But I think that only, that only makes Cochin more nailed, I believe. And Shanklin's on the brain. He's in the form of his life this season. And he's easily a vice captain pick of the week because he, he can score against Emby when he's not missing penalties, that is. That's true. Donnie? No, I think you have to, to back Hearts 
um, with this run of fixtures. They have scored more points in the last five games than any other team, so their the form is... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Certainly there, and obviously Shankland. Um, if you're not on them, then you, you've, you've missed out there. But uh, Shankland, Cochran are the two I've got. It's the two I've got on the wild card. I won't look to change that. If Shankland happened to become a Rangers player during the, the next couple of weeks, that would be even better um, as far as I'm concerned because that's a, a hole that I need to fix. But those are the two names um, and good fixtures, good form. And yeah, everything's going good for Hearts at the moment. Yep. Uh, coming at number two then, uh, Rangers. Uh, 11 goals in the last six games and three clean sheets. Uh, breaking that down, Seema, uh, three goals and one assist. Tav, three goals, three assists. And Dessers with two goals and two assists. Obviously, Seema is away to AFCON. Um, another player to point out is Yilmaz. Um, he uh, managed an assist. Um, there's talk of him going to Italy um, for their double game week to face Hibs and St Mirren. And they also have a second double game week in 26 where they face Ross County at home and St. Johnston away. Um, given there's been talk about where we're going to play our triple captain, I think triple captain Tav 
in that double game week 26 um, looks a bit more appealing. I kind of feel like I've got a bit more confidence in that than perhaps going with Miofsky, who, um, although has been in decent form, Aberdeen's form on a whole as a team has been quite patchy. Um, so Tav could perhaps potentially be a differential for the triple captain if a lot of people uh, jump to Miofsky um, on the back of that triple game week. Rangers do have a friendly um, in this winter break. Uh, they'll be playing Copenhagen um, at Ibrox on January the 16th. So that is something to keep an eye on, see how they set up and see how things are looking there with, without Seema, who's been a, a key player for them in, in recent weeks. Um, I'll come to you first this time, Donny. Uh, what's your thoughts on Rangers? Well, they've kind of hobbled, hobbled to the winter break. Um, injuries, suspensions, um, players out of form. Um, a, a, a bad defeat. I'll, I'll leave the Peter to talk about that one. Um, but they did manage to win the cup. Um, in terms of finishing off the Christmas period, so the main objective for Rangers in this break is to strengthen the key areas. That's going to be up front and left back. Um, as well, a midfielder wouldn't go amiss. But you know, it's, you don't really get great players at this time of year, but. They will be active in the market, um, so it's just a case of wait and see. Rangers are probably going to be the most difficult team to try and predict because they're going to bring in players. They need to hit the ground running, and there's limited time to do that. As you say, there's a, a fixture against Copenhagen. There's a cup match away to Dumbarton, which I you know, can't imagine the top stars will be risked for that one. But they are a team on form. They are playing well. I am planning on captaining Tavernier for this game week. I will vice captain Miovsky. The temptation would be to triple captain Miovsky, but I think if I vice him, I would still get the goals rewards. But I think Tavernier, two games like that, it's been pretty consistent this season. I think he, he still gets the returns there. I'm the same as you. I will triple captain Tav in 26 when the fixtures are a lot more favourable. There's more form to go by. Um, so that'll be my plan. The probably the other standouts. I mean, Butland at the back. I think if you're on a wild card, you're not going to go. Um, Butland is your keeper. I think you spend that money elsewhere. Uh, defense has been good. Uh, clean sheets are plenty. Midfield, I think Cantwell was starting to come back into form. Um, and whoever the main striker is, come um, the Hibs game, I think that's probably going to be your leading candidate for for the position up top. But Good form, one blip, can't really complain. <laughs> and if uh, Clement can get in some sort of better players and, and get rid of some dead woods, then we should be in a good position second half of the season to win these game in hand and make it a proper title challenge, which it's still got the potential to be. Yep. Peter, what's your thoughts on Rangers? And will you be playing your triple captain this game week? No, triple captain will be kept for the next game week. I think that's more appealing, like you both mentioned. Though Tav is fixture proof in that uh, defeat at Parkhead, they still scored the goal. <laughs> so even though I was kind of squeaky bum time, I was still glad of the points after the full time whistle, mind you. But uh, Tav's a no brainer. I'm assuming a lot of people will be triple captain in Tav or my off this week. A lot of people will go for it because it's there, the fixture's there. And listen, it could come back and it could work. Tavin, could easily mm-hmm. fall, two clean sheets, get a penalty, a free kick, whatever, and they keep sitting there going, that was the time to do it, and we've missed out. But I just look at the fixtures ahead of me, like you both mentioned, and go, 
I'm more inclined to see him go in large, fixed down the line. Again, it's two weeks' time or three weeks' time. There are more players back for injury. Maybe have one or two players on the team to strengthen the squad. So it's just to me, he's a no-brainer to think, wait till they're better and they're breaking, they're better and they're maybe better set up. So that's the only thing his team is missing. He yeah. could be this year. But there's, is it Silva? Does Silva come in? Does he play in that position? Just want to watch. And Cantwell, I've kept. He's been up and down. He's done, he returned the last game. So a differential. So I'll just roll with that near end. Cantwell this game week. And I'll probably just wait for a double game week for a captain to have. Hopefully, my, obviously in your head, you think, every sponsor chips this week. You don't lose that much. You don't lose that much ground. But then two weeks time, it's your chance to return. It could also backfire, but that's the way the game into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then last time we've got Celtic coming at number one. Um, they match Rangers. They've also had eleven goals in the last six, and they've also had three clean sheets as well. Um, looking at the standout players, um, we've got O'Reilly with two goals and two assists. Uh, we've got Palmer with three assists, no goals. Skills managed a goal and assist. Kyogo two goals. His form hasn't been great, and. Uh, an emerging player, Bernardo, uh, managed two goals and two assists. Um, Selic don't have a double, uh, but they are at home against Ross County. Perhaps risky moving away from some Selic players as potentially some Selic players could outscore double game week players um, if they come back all guns blazing. Um, I have had I have moved away from Selic players. O'Reilly is the only player in my uh, draft. I perhaps see it as an opportunity. Um, having got rid of Palma in the wild card, I think I may be looking to get um, Bernardo in um, after this game week. Uh, there is a 0.9 difference, so almost a full million there. Palma is 5.7, Bernardo's 4.8. And I think Bernardo's perhaps got the better form, but again, something to keep an eye on. Um, and also the caveat as well, particularly for Celtic and Rangers. Uh, the transfer window may have an impact on choices. Um, so you've got to keep an eye on the ins and outs. I'd imagine most players that are brought in to these teams will be eased in. Um, so I think it potentially could be risky going with um, new arrivals in your wild card. Again, the, for Rangers, the friendly may give us an indication of what the situation is with Fabio Silva. Um, perhaps he could come into the squad. Uh I do have Dessers in my draft, and that is a slight concern, given, I don't know, I feel like the Rangers strikers have perhaps been underwhelming, and that's perhaps something that Clement uh, wants to address. But uh, back to Celtic anyway. Um, I'll come to you first this time, Peter. What's, what's your thoughts? We've got O'Reilly and Palmer, and a lot of people have got O'Reilly and maybe Scales. I'll be rolling with the two. I feel that I'll just bench both of them. I'm going to have two non-playing players anyway, so if two of the three of them do as well, they get back. I do believe they could. They probably will outscore some of the players, people that double assist. It's just the way the world it is at this game. If it was my wild card, I would have Palma out and I would have McGregor or Bernardo in as a second because they're, McGregor is the third scoring goal midfielder in the whole game right now because he keeps going more along nicely with passes and completion. He's nailed the captain. Bernardo's going to be pretty much nailed as well because I don't think Turnbull's going to look at an Atati is at the Asian Cup. So I'm not on one. I might be on one in a couple of weeks' time, but that is the, the way I'd be looking. I wouldn't be selling all three on a, on a wild card because then you get to try to get back on them again right afterwards. So 
Aurelia's a no-brainer to keep the team. Uh, and the rest is just a pick when you want to go for it. I would probably still be avoiding Kyogre at this point. I wouldn't be going there. MDL's part of the back, part of the skills. It's not really worth the value. So it would be the midfield options and who you want to get in for there. Mm-hmm. And Donny, your thoughts on Selic assets? I mean, I've got two. I've got Palma and O'Reilly, um, both of which are in my wild card at the moment. But I do take on board um, what Peter's saying about McGregor. So I might have a look at that because that would free up funds. I think it would be naive to ignore Celtic. Let's say that Ross County game is good enough on its own um, when you consider some of the other double fixtures. And if you do ditch Celtic players, you're probably just going to have to bring them back in further down the line. So for me, I would hold two... If I had, th- I don't think I would hold three. I don't, I don't think that's a smart move. But I would certainly hold two, uh, O'Reilly and another midfielder, um, and, and go down that route. So the form's there. They'll obviously be fitter and stronger after the break. Uh, and, you know, winnable fixture, Ross County, Aberdeen. They shouldn't have any problems uh, before Hibs and Kilmarnock. So I think you still have to back um, the, the informed team at, at present. So that would be my thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's us. That concludes the the league table. That concludes the draw of the Scottish Cup. Well Indeed. then, Tom, that was excellent. I hope that gives people a lot of people food for thought. So what we'll do now is we're going to go to questions. Now a lot of these questions we've probably covered, so we can fly through them. Yeah. And then we'll go to what we're going to look at for chip strategy, transfers, base caps, and all that. Then we'll head out. So let's get to the questions if I can find them. Right. First up is FPL Liar. So, hi guys. Assuming we're all tripling up on Aberdeen, outside of Mioski, who are the next best two options? And it's always to drop a Palmer or really EG if it was to get them. So, Donnie, who's your next two Aberdeen options? And would you drop O'Reilly and Palmer to get them? I wouldn't drop. I wouldn't drop them both uh, to get them. You could do one at a push, but as I said just a few seconds ago, you would still want to keep your, your Celtic assets. So the names I've got down is Roos, Devlin and McGrath, and then obviously just the warning that they will play Celtic and Rangers uh, after this treble, so just keep that in mind as how you want to shape up if you are going down there, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't break the bank. I probably wouldn't double up in defence either because they are a bit shaky. Um, so even two out of the three um, would probably see you okay over this run of fixtures. Yep, I give you that. I wouldn't be ditching two of them. I would ditch one and maybe hope it works for Graf or a collapsing punt or Baron, like you said. But that would be my take on it. Yourself, Tom? Uh, I have tripled up. Um, I've got Mayovsky, McGrath and Clarkson. The way I approach it is um, I feel like you could the could haul in that St Johnston fixture, and then the Hearts and Dundee. If you kind of amalgamate that into sort of a single fixture, it's almost as if they're getting their appearance, two appearance points, and then if there's perhaps some bonus there, then it's almost like a single game with guaranteed more points. It's almost like an appearance and perhaps an assist. So um, I have tripled up because you don't often get these triple game weeks, and if there's a haul there. And then a few bonus points here and there, then they could be getting some some decent returns. Very good. Next up is some Melvino, ninety six eight. How many Celtic assets do you think you'll have in your team for game week twenty three? Give all one single game against Ross Courtney and the other teams have double and triple. So I'll start. I'm going to have two. Palmer and Riley. They will be on the bench, mind you, but I'll probably get both on the bench. Donny, many you guys start with? 
Yeah, two two for me. Um, it's just such a good fixture, and you wouldn't want to corrupt your team and then have to peg it back over the next few weeks. So two seems reasonable. Tom, many players? Yeah, just one. I've just got O'Reilly. So uh, I, I think I'm the only one here that has the second wild card. So um, <laughs> I can execute that at any point to try and, I mean, depending on how Celtic's form are when they come back, depending on uh, who they bring into the transfer window, then um, it kind of gives me that opportunity. So I feel like because I've got the second wild card, um, there is that opportunity to be a bit more risky with this upcoming game. That's true. Yep, you can take a point because you can save yourself at the end if need be. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got a, a team here, so I'm just going to quickly go through it. And there's any any changes? Obviously, triple captain and bench boosting, right? So you get Roos and goals definitely at the back. Skills at the back. Sean is at the back. Tavernier captain, so I'm assuming that's his triple captain. Catmull, O'Reilly, McGowan, Bernardo midfield. Shanklin, Mioski up front. Vice captain Mioski on the benches. Carson, Cochrane, Kutcher, Villa, and McCausland. And I look at that team, and I really can't see much wrong. And that's a right. Decent team. Expect a lot of points coming for that. Donnie, what are your thoughts this team for his triple captain, bench boost, vice captain? He's got three Celtic in there, so I would drop scales. Yep. He's also got McCausland in there. Uh, whilst McCausland has been playing well and he scored, I think if you change that to Bakayoko, you get better Can returns. Get, Can I get Probably about the same. 3.8 million is Bakayoko maybe two, unless if you need to drop down scales. Uh, yeah, I think if we made those two changes, we'd be better off. But it, it is well balanced. I just think he's probably got too many settled players going into the run of fixtures. But if he's not wild carding or bench boosting or anything like that, then it's probably fair enough. No, his wild card's active. It's like a seat on the picture. Wild oh, is it? Active. Oh, well, yeah. definitely, definitely take scales out uh, for a cheap defender and McCausland to back a Yoko. That's, I would go for that. Hey, now to that, Tom, do you agree, disagree? Yeah, if he did do that, he would have to get rid of perhaps McCowan or, or Shaughnessy because he's got Carson, Shaughnessy uh, and Carson. Oh, so he's got three. Carson, McCowan and, oh, and Shaughnessy. Has, yeah. So he has. So he, he would need to drop one of those to get uh, back a Yoko. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think McCausland's perhaps leaving himself a little bit short. Um, but overall, a good team. I don't think it's the worst. I think he'll score quite well with that team. All things going well. Right, next up is from SPL Showroom. So those of us bench boosting, how strong a bench do you recommend and who are the best cheap bench options? Okay, we've kind of discussed this. It's budgetary. If you're going to have a cheap bench option, it's just getting players that's probably going to play twice and hope for the best. Do you have any players to add to the players I mentioned, Donnie? Because it's, it's getting a, a tight... No, I've just so, said as, as strong as your finances allow because you need them to be playing to maximise getting the returns. You then need... You know, for the following few weeks to have a balanced team. So no point bringing in players at the lowest price point if then two weeks later they're of no value to you. So as strong as you can, Bakayoko, Devlin, Ross County players, it's all the names we've been mentioning throughout this podcast and and ones previously that um, keep propping up. Any names that, Tom? We've been through it a lot of them so far, are yeah, just just the ones that we've mentioned, really. Um, you can't, you, you can't, you, you're, you're going to have to make some big sacrifices to try and spread the, the funds around. And then you just end up with a really mediocre team. So you've really yeah. kind of got to get the main ones in, and then try and those kind of last, those final sort of three or the, the, the three that are on your bench. You've kind of just kind of got to go budget options that you think potentially 
could get lucky and get a haul, really, um, or else you're going to spend quite a few transfers if you don't have that second wild card. Try to redistribute your funds again. So, I mean, part part of my draft is I'm keeping my non-playing player because it. I'd be then just having to burn a transfer just to get yeah. a non-playing player to then try and sort of maximise your your returns from your bench. So yeah, I'm the same. I'm I'm sticking with the the flag player for for the time being, um, okay. just so I'm not then burning transfers afterwards. So I think keep it cheap and cheerful and uh, try and then maximise your, your sort of start in eleven. Yeah. Next up is from Rambo Muna. A wildcard draft. We're not doing a right wildcard draft, Rambo, but I think we've discussed enough players over the space of this podcast. You can kind of work out what players you have. If anyone wants to play bench boost with 15 double week players, which midfield should they target? So just midfielders in, was there mid, is there a set midfield you would target? Aberdeen. You've already mentioned these players already, Donnie. We mentioned the ones in midfield. We mentioned the Celtic playing a good fixture at home. Dundee, McGowan. I don't know if there's any more players that we went through. Has anybody has not mentioned yet, Tom, Emdy? I don't think so, no. Clarkson, McGrath, O'Reilly, McCowan. Danda. You yeah, could go Danda. for Danda if you want. Yep, I think that's pretty covered. Uh, you could go outside the box and maybe hope Bernardo keeps his form up and does well in the one single game fixture, but you're, you're laying your eggs in one basket rather than playing the fixtures. Mm-hmm. But it's a question there again with Nathan Scobie about a wildcard team. Again, we're not... We're not Doing a wildcard, we've talked about it enough. I think you can be able to work out a wildcard team follow for this. And assuming you're going to wildcard and bench, which I happen to you went to 23, well, I am not. I am not doing either. <laughs> any of them chips? Donny, any chips this podcast? Any this podcast? This game week? I, I, I think wildcard, definitely, because as I said at the start, it marries up well with game week 26. If you're going to wildcard, then you should also bench boost um, which makes sense. I'm not going to triple captain, but the same as Tom. You only get one transfer the other side of your wild card. So if you get rid of your non-playing player, that's probably going to be your first transfer is to get him back in. And then depending on injuries and form, you, you might have to make another transfer. So if you just say, right, I'll take the hit, might be six points, it might be more, just keep him in and then I'll have the, the rest of the bench to, to fall back on. So I'm just going to wild card. I'm just going to bench boost. I can't see another big game week like this, uh, but I'm not going to triple captain. Um, but people that do, it's, it's up to them. It's it's going to be an interesting few weeks, I think, until um, we get past these doubles and triples. You the same call wild card and bench boost, that's it? Wild card, bench boost. I'll be keeping the triple captain for 26 and I'm undecided on when I'll be playing the second wild card. It'll <laughs> depend on how my team looks after the this coming game week and yeah. how how the transfer window looks as well. Next up is from Mail Stars. After Tav, what are the two best range of assets? Question mark. Dessers slash silver rotated. McCausal nail question mark. Also during attack to future doubles. Thanks. So you can kind of cover the doubles. Dory mentioned that if you wild card this week, it can uh, Leans on nicely the next set of doubles. Also, you've got a couple of transfers in between these windows, so if you can look, you can kind of plan towards it. But, but anyway, Rangers question, Donny. Best Rangers assets apart from Tav? I mean, I think it's Tav, Cantwell, and then whoever the, the nailed-on striker is. If it turns out to be Shankland, great. You don't have to do anything. If it's somebody that we've brought in in the transfer window um, that isn't already playing in Scotland, they're, they're probably going to take time to hit the ground running. In which case, I would just go a back of Yoko. Um, but 
I think those are the players that you should be, you know, eyeing up. You've got like so Raskins coming back into the game. Um, that's about it. And it's tricky at the moment because it, it screams defence, but you need your budget for all the other teams that you don't want to be spending it on, you know, the Rangers defence. So I would say Tav Cantwell, whoever the first choice striker is, but as we've said in the podcast, there is friendlies and cup games before that. Um, so just keep your eyes out. Any players to add to that, Tom? You happy with Donny's list of players? Yeah. Um, I mean, Dessers' form hasn't been too bad, but I suppose they're in the market for a striker and they have got silver. So mm. yeah, perhaps could be a risk going with him. But again, keep an eye on the friendlies and the cups. Um, Yilmaz is a risk because he's potentially going out the door. Um, Goldson does soak up a lot of your budget. By the time you get Tav and Goldson together, yeah. um, I think it was was it Shooter that played against uh, alongside. It was, yeah. Goldson. But then, is how 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 stuck on is he? Um, how long is he going to keep his place? And then uh, Rangers potentially in the market for a centre back as well. I think they are. There's been talk of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's difficult really to um, say any two players other than. Tav and perhaps Cantwell, who seems to be coming back into some form. Okay, and our last question is from Goal Machine 16. What should be the chip strategy now on? I have 61.99 budget and all chips left. So, like you, Tom, we'll start with you then. What was the question, sir? He's got 61.9 million budget, so he's not your chip yet. What should his strategy be? Obviously, it's team dependent, we can't see his team, but. I'm assuming you would be telling him attack this game week. And he's got You're going to have to attack card. the game week, yeah. I'll say it anyway to save yourself if it was all wrong. He's got so, two cards left. His budget is a little bit on the low side because I know I've lost um, by holding on to certain players and I think I'm up to about 60, 65.1 million. So I think the best approach would be focus on your starting 11. You can use your bench boost, but you're probably going to have to go with cheapy players like Penrice at 2.6, perhaps um, a St. Johnston defender. Um, you, you can't really allocate too much funds to that second keeper. Um, and you may wish to have a non-playing player within your, your wild card as well. And then just kind of f- focus on the big players. You're probably going to definitely want Miofsky, Shankland. Uh, you've got to have Tavernier. And I'd probably try and stick with at least um, one Celtic player as well. So then after that, it's piecing the, the team together. Um, maybe try and get a couple of Aberdeen, a couple of Dundee, since there is a, a triple game week and you're kind of maximising your chances of returns that way as well. Um, but then try and plan ahead as well. Because if you can keep a hold of that second wild card for a little bit longer, that may be of use to you rather than sort of just having a sort of almost like a um, what do you call it an FPL again when you, you just do it for one week dead ended dead ended team and then change it or a free hit free hit free hit aye so rather than doing like the free hit approach where you just focus on game week 23 and then wild card again 24 straight back out of it if you can try and keep a hold of that second wild card it may be a value to you um, so try and focus on the fixtures after that as well. That'd probably be my approach, I think. 
Plus on that, if he picks the players they'll be bringing in, his value will go up this week straight away because they're all going to get yeah. a rise. And if they then land or hold decent, will rise again next week. So his value will probably up a decent amount by the time he goes to the next double game week. So, sorry, watch any attack, Donny? No, not really. I mean, he wants to pick his strongest 11 to attack the doubles and the trebles. If he's then got enough for the bench, he can bench boost. If not, just save it. You know, you can use it in 26 if you've got the value in your team at that point. But uh, just go wild. If you've got all your chips, then fair play. I think if me and you, Peter, both had two wild cards, then we'd definitely uh, wild card this week. But I'm quite interested to hear why you're not um, playing your, your chips this game yes. week. So I'll hand back to you. <laughs> right, so that's the next point before we head out to the sunset. It is captain, vice-captain transfers and chips plans. So, Donny, I'll start with you. I'll go last because you're so intrigued. <laughs> so, I will wildcard. Um, I think the Game Week 26 fixtures go hand in hand. The same teams tend to be doubling um, across those games. So, I think I will wildcard. At the moment, my heart is set on Captain Tav and Vice Captain Miofsky. I think Miofsky is more just a goal scorer doesn't really get the assists, so as a vice, you're still going to get the goal returns there. If he goes wild and he gets bonus points, then yep, I'll miss out, but at the same point, the people who are double, triple captain and Miofsky won't have it on Tav, so you know you could make your points back there. Um, so captain Tav, vice captain Miofsky, wild card and bench boost would be my plans. Tom, same to you. Yeah, definitely wildcard this week. Definitely bench boost because you're never really going to have... There's always going to be players that are going to get injured and it's always hard to find a game week just to bench boost. And then the wildcard allows you to allocate a little bit more funds than what you perhaps normally would to your bench in order to try and sort of get some returns there. Um, so I think you've got a wildcard and bench boost this week. Triple captain, I prefer uh, just because... Tavernier just has this ability to get these really big scores. Even in a single game, he can get a big score. Yeah. By the time he's got his clean sheet and his bonus points, and you can get goals, you can get assists, and then you, you're potentially getting that over two games. The triple captain could really see you fly up the ranks. Whereas Miofsky, I don't know how many times he's braced this season, but I feel like it's probably not a lot. He does have three fixtures. Hearts haven't been too bad defensively. Two of the games are away from home. Aberdeen on a whole, the fixtures, the, the form's been a bit up and down. You don't really know what you're going to be getting, particularly after this time away. Um, so I prefer the uh, the triple captain for Tavern 26. And the wild card, as you can probably guess by the fact that I'm keeping my non-playing player, I want I really kind of want to try and not play it immediately. Um, straight after this game week I want to try and sort of see how things go use my transfer to then try to try and move funds around again and then kind of keep the, the wild card in the back pocket I don't know when I'll play it I think if there's players that come in in the transfer window that you know look good they're returning well then I can use that to try and sort of shift funds around that way or perhaps it might just be a um, last game week of the season where you just kind of target those teams that have got something well, to play for. I've done that a couple of years ago and it didn't work out with mass rotation. That's true. I don't know. I don't know what the second wild card 
it's probably one of these things where you've got to wait and see, but I could play it anywhere, really. Maybe not the last game of the week of the season, but start then looking at split. what teams have got something to play for. Yeah, split would be a good... Well, the old-fashioned way. Yeah. I feel like that never really worked out that well either in previous... Well, that one season where I think we like, everyone piled in and laughed at it and he did all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's always been a bit underwhelming as well. So I don't know. Right, myself, as Donny's intrigued. Because I set you up quite well with transfers recently, I don't feel the need. Maybe it'll come back and bite me right in the behind, but as it stands, I've Captain Tavernier, double fixture. I've got Cochrane in the back line, double fixture. I've got Devlin and Roos, triple fixture. I've got Brown on the bench, double fixture right now. Catmull, double fixture. I've kept Riley and Palmer. Shankland, double fixture. Seema, who will become Mujowski, treble fixture. I've got two or three transfers by that as well. So I would potentially just bench Brown, Armstrong, Palmer, keep Riley in, make Beeriff back a Yoko. I've got two or three transfers done. That's me. got all the players I want to play. I've got two non-playing players because Kelly's injured and Bright's injured at the back. So that way we get two of the best three off the bench. All I missed out would be the bench boost. So if I can keep track with the bench boost, I'm happy with that. And yeah. I've got Tavernier pencil at the captain in two weeks' time. And I don't really like the Mayowski look triple captains. Tom said he's, he scores goals. He's not like a two or three a game type player. This could go on. He could, he could go nuts this game week. People would be tripled up and they'll steal a march. But I'm just going with what I've seen so far this season. That's where I'm going to play it. Then I'd have two transfers to the next double. I can get rid of one of my. I can get rid of Kelly. I could potentially get rid of one of my other non-playing players, and then I could bench boost for that double. If it lands out, install the wild card and tack with triple captain. But it's a week to week thing. I just don't feel this week the wild card needed. I think I'd be able to get through this week with the transfers I've got. Enough doublers. All the big players are, 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 are kind of covered, and in other cases, maybe Armstrong or Palmer goes nuts. Then I've got the differential who's going to have. That's where I'm looking at it. You understand my mindset? With yeah. It? No, that mm-hmm. works out well. I still expect to get a red arrow. I just, as long as it's not a big one, I'll be quite happy because then I've got that coming and return the next way around. And that's it. Did you have an idea of when you would play your wild card then? No, I, my thoughts were the same as you. The transfer window kind of thing, players come in. Rangers will sit one player. We've we've sent no players, and I, I know it's going to be a flurry at the end of the window. So let's see what happens. I'm saying I'm going to maybe another one or two marquee players. For example, if Silva hits the ground running, and then he becomes a a main a must get. Then I can wild card and refix budget. Then it's just mm-hmm. there's been this break. We don't know if these players are going to be playing. Yeah. I know Seema's away, but Seema can come back. If they're a good AFCON, they can break back into the team. Do I want a double up Rangers attack? Maybe a Seema and Silva and drop the Cantwell. It's just, it gives me more information for me, more eyes on the prize and take it for their onwards. Listen, it could be a goal next week. It could be three or four injuries. I'm forced at it and I have to do it. But is it plans going to hold out a bit longer and see what I can get at the end of it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, guys, I hope that has helped with your double and triple game week plans. All of this is way out, so I'd listen to this podcast as soon as it can download, and then I would listen again next week before <laughs> the game week starts. Eat fresh in memory because things can change. If things do change, we can also put information out before then with transfers and stuff like that. But it stands, we won't be back after the, well, partly through probably the triple double game week, and we'll discuss where we're at that point. So before we go, you get plugs in, Donnie. 
I am at FFS underscore Donny. And Tom. I'm at FFS underscore Scout. And I'm a fantasy half. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you down the road and hopefully have a, dub- a great double and triple game week. See you goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 